idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Hey, welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young sitting in with you this evening until 11 p.m., all the way to 11 p.m. So phone the kids, wake the neighbors, take some caffeine, try the uh, uh, any, any caffeinated or energy drink that you'd like because you're going to want to stick around. We've got lots of things going on this evening. And before I get into all of that stuff, uh, every time I'm in Camo X, people email me. I always appreciate it. I always respond. So if you want to shoot me an email at any time during the show or tomorrow, my law firm, Harris, Dowell, Fisher & Young, you can send me an email at beyoung because, let's face it, it's good to be young, right? Beyoung at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. Also, any time during the show tonight, if you'd like to send us a text, uh, I've got the text screen right up in front of me. I read most of them. You know, as long as they don't violate FCC rules, I'll be happy to read your text on the air. 314-436-7900. Hey, and in terms of, you know, we're just getting back in the swing of things. And so to welcome back St. Louis, there's going to be a Welcome Back St. Louis concert. It's featuring Zach Brown. It'll take place at Bush Stadium on August 13. He will be joined by Sam Hunt. So listen up. If you are a Zach Brown fan, you're going to want to check out the Zach Brown Band channel on odyssey.com, on the Odyssey app. So you can download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, just like you heard Sean Michael Lyle tell you earlier. You can download that app, and you'll find hundreds of exclusive music channels even one for Zach Brown Band. It's that specific. So check it out at odyssey.com. You heard uh, in the prior show, it was Chris Ranji filling in uh, for Wheels for Kevin Wheeler. He was talking a lot tonight about the Rams litigation. And maybe later in the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Of course, Chris Ranji was talking about it from the sports perspective. I'm going to put on my lawyer hat talking about it from the legal perspective about what's been happening litigation-wise and why I think this case is prime to be settled. Uh, and I'm not, I, I, I think there is a 64.8% chance this case will settle before the end of the year. Now, how did I come up with that statistic? Very simple. 76.8% of all statistics are made up on the spot. So that's how I came up with that particular statistic. But, no, I think I, I think it's greater than 50% chance this case is going to settle before the end of the year. And uh, later on in the show, uh, we'll, we will break that down. But, listen, before we get any further into the show tonight, I, I, I've got to mention this. You know the song. You know the music. That's right. It is Harrison Ford's birthday. He's 118 today. A hundred, you know, 118. He doesn't look a day over 97, does he? 118. My goodness, that's uh, that shows you what good living and being married to Calissa Flockhart can do for you. Uh, actually, he's only, and I say only with my tongue planted firmly in my cheek. He's only 79. He's only 79, but he's currently shooting the next Indiana Jones movie. So I will be uh, uh, talking about the Indiana Jones movie because, gosh, I just love all the Indiana Jones movies. You know, I mean, uh, 
Crystal Skull was probably uh, the one I liked the least. Uh, it just didn't seem to work. But this one has all the hallmarks of being a very good Indiana Jones movie. So I'll be talking about that. By the way, already got two texts, and the show just started. One is, it's good to be young. Great joke. Made me laugh. So that. You know, that's the point. Uh, we are here to entertain you, either with information, with humor, or, frankly, with some baloney. So all of that mixed up together, you throw it in a blender. That, my friends, is at your service. That's what we're here to do. Also, someone says, uh, someone texted in also and said, make the Rams pay big, and then they put about $18 signs. Uh, no more football. They had their chance. XFL is way more fun. Go Battlehawks. Well, if you want to say go Battlehawks, I guess you better start uh, tweeting out to uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson since I think he now owns the XFL. How amazing is that? I mean, the guy's big as a mountain and apparently worth a mountain of gold uh, that he can buy his own football league. So we'll see if the Battle Hawks come back to St. Louis. Uh, but yeah, NFL, we'll be talking about that later on this evening as well. Uh, there's also issues with the Texas Democrat walkout. And later on the show, we will get to that as well. Uh, because, uh, the, the, you know, that song, the, my, the boots are made for walking. Well, apparently in Texas, they're made for walking out of the state if you're a Democrat representative and getting on a private plane and flying to New York or actually to uh, Washington, D.C., which, by the way, did you see the pictures of all of those uh, Texas Democrats who were on the aircraft? They Not one of them was wearing a mask. Now, I thought you had to wear a mask when you got on a plane. I thought the good uh, the St. Dr. Fauci said you got to wear like four masks which, by the way, you know, uh, I grew up in deep southern Illinois, and some of the people I went to school with, you know, they should have been wearing masks in the 70s and 80s, to be honest with you. Uh, it would have been easier on the eyes. But my point being is uh, uh, none of these Texas Democrats, none of them, not a single one of them were wearing a mask on a plane. I, I thought you were supposed to do that. So, um Heaven forbid for me to point that out. So anyway, we will get into those issues as well. Also, last week, uh, the Pentagon released their report. It's called the UAP report. The UAP report, that's a euphemism. It's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. That is a euphemism for UFOs. They just made up a new term because... You know, if you're the Pentagon, if you don't make up a new kind of a term or a phrase, then people think you're going to be wearing aluminum foil on your head with antennas, you know, kind of looking like Doc Brown in the first uh, Back to the Future movie with that great big thing on his head. I mean, that's 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 what you look like. At least that's what you feel like if you're talking about UFOs. So uh, last week I had on a legitimate expert. Uh, from the warzone.com, Adam Kehoe, to talk about the legitimacy of it. But tonight I wanted to have on my favorite UFO uh, conspiracist, Dr. Michael Lynch. He's supposed to be here in studio, and we're looking forward to him arriving here in the studio this evening uh, to break down his, shall I say, unique perspective on the Pentagon report about UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, uh, there is very little that I agree with uh, with regard to Dr. Michael Lynch, 
but it's always entertaining. I always, every single time, I enjoy talking to him, and uh, we try to debate the issues, and uh, and hopefully it will be enlightening or at least entertaining. I mean, that's the goal. So uh, uh, when Michael Lynch arrives this evening, we will be going to him as well. In the meantime, even when Dr. Lynch is here, folks, I'm going to have the phone lines open. I am. I'm going to have them open the whole time when Dr. Michael Lynch is here. So if you've got questions about the UFO slash UAP report that the Pentagon issued, and by the way, the Pentagon had to issue that by law. It was something that Marco Rubio tucked in to the uh, coronavirus, the $2.3 trillion coronavirus bill that went, uh, that was signed into law in December by President Trump. And he took that in that required required the Pentagon to issue a report on UAPs within six months. So they issued that at the end of June. So uh, hopefully this hour we'll be talking to Dr. Michael Lynch to break that down. And again, when he is talking about the the Greys and the Pleiades uh, invading the Earth and how, you know, we're all descendants from ancient aliens or whatever it is Dr. Lynch wants to talk about. If you've got some thoughts, questions, ideas, reactions, arguments, or agreements, any of the above, you can always give us a call, 314-436-7900. Brad Young in with you this evening at your service. We'll be back right after this on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. You know that theme song. It's from the X-Files. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in this evening. And I am honored, and, and I am not using that term loosely in any way. <laughs> I am honored to have in the studio tonight Dr. Michael Lynch, uh, uh, expert on all things paranormal. Uh, Dr. Lynch, welcome back to KMOX. Well, thank you for inviting me back, Brad. Uh, it's always a pleasure. We'll just have some open you know, conversation, not really debate. No, because, no, no. It's a conversation. Uh, I'm not selling anything here. Nope. You don't have to believe anything I tell you. I'm not representing anybody. So that's right. Same I'm, here. It's just I'm, a discussion. I'm, that's right. So. And uh, and listen, I wanted to open up the phone lines, too, as we're Absolutely. talking. If, uh, if folks uh, are piqued by what we're talking about this evening. Yeah, any uh, input would be great. If you want to give us a call, phone lines will be open uh, all during this hour. And also text as well, 314-436-7900. The reason why, well, before I talk about the reason why I wanted Dr. Michael Lynch to come in this evening, last time I had you in studio, it was pre-COVID. Yes, it was. It was and, a long time ago. And so we've talked a few times since then, but it's been like a year and a half since I've seen you. So uh, it's very good to see you. You look the same, and I'm just as bald. Oh, so, you know, you nothing's great. changed. You look fantastic. So yeah. it's uh it's great to see you. And you again. got such a young protege here uh, handling the board. That's, oh yeah, uh, board that's... operator extraordinaire yeah. Matt Pajeski's in and uh, and, and keeping me on the uh, straight and narrow and also within FCC guidelines. Absolutely, very very important. The, there there was six words that you couldn't say on television or radio. Yeah, thank you, George Carlin. Yeah, thank you, George Carlin. He did say them on television, and um he re- he wrote read the list. As if like third person, like mm-hmm. this is, I'm quoting the FCC. <laughs> That's how he did it. And George Carlin was able to pull that off. And uh, I thank him very much for it because, you know, secretly when I first started out in radio many, many moons ago, mm-hmm. um, they we had to apply to get our, 
our license, our, our, our radio license. Mm-hmm. And so I filled out the form and applied and everything, and I got it back in. And um, I had it with me all my life, you know, his lifetime license. Sure. And then I started working with uh, other radio stations, and man, it's like we don't care if you if you're licensed or no, not. Okay. You know, <laughs> you, you know, just come on the air and tell us stuff. It's you know? the wild west. It's the wild west it of tru- radio. It, it truly sure, is. But truly the, is. but the reason why I wanted to have you on, Doctor Lynch, uh-huh. was because uh, last week the mm-hmm. uh, Pentagon issued their what's called a UAP report, yes. and of course UAP is the new euphemism, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, mm-hmm. new euphemism for UFOs. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds more palatable if you're in the higher echelons of the Pentagon to say UAP instead of a UFO. Yeah. So then people don't start calling you Scully and Mulder. So, uh, so anyway, this report came out last week, and uh, it's been highly anticipated. But I predicted on on this very station many times that it would be practically worthless. And in fact, yeah. I think I talked to you about it in yeah. the spring and yeah. we said it's coming out. We both yeah. completely agreed it's going to yeah. contain absolutely nothing. Right. And, uh, yeah. and I think both of us were correct. Well, yeah, it was the big yawn. Uh, from my point of view, it was just the big yawn because we had been fed this from the 1960s, you know, late 50s, all the way through to today, you know, and there is a memo called the Iron Mountain Memo, which I, I'm putting that out because I put it on my Facebook page. Uh, people need to read that uh, in the Iron Mountain Memo was a 30-page memo on how America needs war or warfare in order to maintain civilization. Now, this is an old Roman concept, but that's the concept. It's called the Iron Mountain Memo. Now, in that Iron Mountain Memo is, oh, we need to be always prepared for the unprepared. Mm-hmm. And so we poured trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into black ops projects, uh, um, military projects, scientific projects, chemical weapon projects. I mean, you name it. We did that so we would be prepared for if there's any catastrophe out there. Now, they're saying through this report, the UAP report, that we have 144 observations Mm -hmm. of foreign objects in our air. Now, you take 144 divided by, I mean, take 365 divided by 144 with 88 close-up almost collisions or incursions, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, That means every once every four days, the Air Force or the Navy are seeing something something in our airspace. That they can't explain. That they cannot explain. Yeah. Now, And and as far as the the, uh, Iron Mountain memo goes, uh, you are correct. You and I are going to be in 100% lockstep (laughs) agreement on Uh that because, no, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Because clearly, if you look at, at, for example, during the Cold War. Yes. The the Pentagon, Mm -hmm. I think, always overestimated the military prowess of the Soviet Union. Right. As an excuse Mm -hmm. for increased military budgets. Correct. I mean, I think any reasonable, logical person could say they were never as deadly and lethal as we portrayed them to be. Correct. But we had to make a boogeyman in order to increase the budgets. Right. Okay. And, and now we're seeing that with China. Yeah. The psychology know? now grows with China. It goes with China. Yeah, but we and, can't do that. But we And so now we're looking at the possibility, perhaps, of, of making um, UAPs the next yeah. boogeyman, so to speak. Um. Mr. McNamara, during the the 60s, the Vietnam War, said that this is a good thing for America to have a a war, a skirmish, and we should always have a war between 
every 5 to 10, 20 years. And we need to throw in everything we can into those wars so that we can replace them with newer products. Because if we don't use it, we're not going to get it replaced. You see, like we don't spend our budgets in the in the government, then they're not going to give us any more money. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You spend it or lose it. You spend it or lose it. So after talking to several senators, uh, I said, you know, the government should save a little bit of money. And they turned to me and said, listen, Michael, we're the government. We're not here to save money. <laughs> we're here to print it and distribute it. And a lot of it goes to the Pentagon. I mean, the right. Pentagon, and it goes into the war effort. So we can't have a 20-year war, which we just had, right? and a non-declared war, and walk away with our hands not dirty. We are dirty because that is what we based our economies on. Uh, well, understood. Now, listen, we got to take a okay, break. I'm we'll, sorry. That's we'll, okay. We'll get back to this. That's this is right. how this fits in. I'm very good at keeping you on the clock. Okay. Okay. Very so good. whenever we come back from this break, we're going to break down the report, share your thoughts yeah. on what this report doesn't say, which I'm sure you've got yeah, lots I, to say oh, about yeah. what is not included in this report. Oh, i got lots to say. And, and we will break that down. Brad Young at your service tonight with Dr. Michael Lynch on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Brad Young at your service tonight on Camel X, talking with Dr. Michael Lynch. And uh, during the break, Dr. Lynch, we were talking a little bit about uh, what was in the UAP report. Oh, and we yeah. talked about the that the 144 incidences that can't be explained and 88, I believe, incursions. Break right. that down for us. Okay, so when you see a UFO, basically you're just, it's just line of sight. I'm just going to, you see, observe something in the sky. Dis you may not have the distance, you may not have the exact size of the UFO because you're just on the ground as a stationary observation. Okay, but if you're in an airplane and you're with the Navy or Air Force or whatever, and you're flying, you have forward-looking radar, you have FLIR, you have regular radar, you have ability to lock in on that target and then measure its size and distance, its heat ratio, you know, uh, how much energy is it outputting. And from these statistics... Uh, through sensors that we have in these aircraft, which mm -hmm. they're the most advanced in the world, they can get 25 different variations on that thing in the air. Whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. And so they can say, oh, that looks like a bird because that kind of has wings, or that looks like blah, blah, blah. But when you get a report of saying, this looked like a rock floating there in space, you know, floating in the atmosphere, and they don't know anything about it, and they fly around it, and they lock onto it, and it doesn't move, and it doesn't chase them and doesn't do certain things, then there's a question mark on what that rock really is. And some of these uh, pilots will sit back and say, it looked like a rock. It looked like a piece of metal or whatever, just mm -hmm. just floating there, just just uh, stationary. Which is how we got the so-called Tic Tac video. It wasn't that someone was trying to get oh. fresh breath. It was right. that is that is that the object that was viewed... Uh, they couldn't explain it, but it had the appearance of a tic-tac. Right, exactly. But obviously much larger. It was much larger. Yeah, it it was a, like an eight-person shuttlecraft, you might say, with a couple of bunks and stuff like that. But the, the deal, I'll get back to this later, we don't shoot down the tall whites aircraft. And if the Pleiadians are on board or the tall whites are on board, we don't shoot them down, period, the end. Because we don't and we can't and we will never be able to survive a galactic war. Okay, in the Iron Mountain memo, it was saying that we had needed a full-time war. 
Von Braun, when he was on his deathbed, said... Werner Von Braun, uh, the the, creator uh, of our space program. That's correct. We we brought him over from Germany at the end of World War II with Operation Paperclip. Said the last-ditch effort of America will be a war in space. We'll just keep escalating, and we'll blame the Martians for all of our troubles. Okay, so we have weather, climate change, or whatever. We're going to blame the Martians on it. So what happens? Well, Donald Trump creates Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. I, don't, I, I would like to know where I could sign up to go to Space Force because I can tell you if it's not at NASA, at NASA Ames, I don't know where it's at because where is it? Okay, it's not. If we're going to go to Mars, that's up in a desert in um, the Badlands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, so Werner von Braun said... Space will be the last-ditch effort to go to war. Then Trump comes out, and he declares Space Force. Okay, boom. So the next thing is the Pentagon saying, well, maybe these incursions in our airspace are a threat. So put together an analysis on what was reported, quote-unquote. What was not reported is probably more, far more interesting. And we'll give it to the public to say, you know, we're working on this. Mm-hmm. So this has been an ongoing conspiracy since the 60s. And since 69, when the astronauts came back and said, I saw some stuff in space, I saw stuff on the moon, then they started thinking like, uh-oh, you know, we're the kids at the little table, you know, at Thanksgiving. We're not mm-hmm. with the adults in the room. You know what I'm saying? We're not we're, at the grown-up table. We're at the kids' table. Uh, with the kids' table. Well, I want exactly. to back up because okay. you, the, the thing that is fabulous about you, Dr. Lynch, okay. is its stream of consciousness uh, <laughs> data. And I, I want to just slow you down and back up. Sure. That's what I do when I'm in depositions or trial and, and witnesses are going. I let them go okay. and then I back up and we go over it. Now, right? I'm going to object to your questions, <laughs> Counselor, because I've been watching my Perry Mason and oh, I'm up good. on courtroom yeah, well, procedure there. Oh, okay. Boy, I hope I'm not as heavy as he is. So, <laughs> so you you mentioned that the uh, that things like the Tic Tac or mm-hmm. the gimbal video mm-hmm. and other videos, mm-hmm. you just kind of casually mentioned and, and moved on when you said, oh, they could be the the Pleiades or they could be the tall the whites. Tall whites. Yeah, they and then are. You just kind of moved on. Yeah. Uh, is what evidence do you have that there's anyone in these? I mean. That none of these have landed and come oh, out and said, well, take me to your minute. leader. I mean, how do we know there's anyone in well, these Well, would you really want to go to Joe Biden and say, hey, Joe, what can we do for you? I mean, it's, it's like well, to serve remem- man. He wouldn't remember that's, it an that's hour right. later. That's right. Donald yeah. Trump, he, would, he wouldn't know what to do. Our politics, our government does not go into that field, that range. Now, the U.N. might because we have what? A galactic ambassador. So if anyone does come down, <laughs> they anointed someone about five or six years ago. I maybe know, I 10, heard about that. Remember? Yeah. And they are, the, they are the U.N. delegate that will go out and play, you know, the stuff in Steven Spielberg movies, you know, the tones right. so that everybody knows we're okay. But, you know, that, so the U.N. has got a, a – the U.N. has got – an envoy for extraterrestrials. Well, let's back up. I did a little research uh, over the week because I love throwing things out to <laughs> okay. you. You know, Good. I love challenging you. And one, one of the things I read from an engineer who was analyzing, like the the uh, Tic Tac video, the gimbal video, and a couple of the other videos. There's one that shows it's the so-called transmedium video that shows something hovering over the water, then it goes under the water, and oh, then yeah. it comes back Get out back, of the water, the, the water. transmedium, yes. you know, where it's right. going from air mm-hmm. to water. Mm-hmm. But they were analyzing them, and one in particular, uh, this guy was an engineer, and he talked about the the, the so-called ability of, this, of the things in the video going at extreme speeds and then going to close to zero 
on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as you, as as you know, I'm a big Star Trek yeah. fan, right? Yeah. And on Star sure. Trek, they explained going from zero to warp speed by having this so-called inertial dampener. That's right. If you didn't have an inertial dampener, everyone would be chunky salsa at the back of the Enterprise, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. because that's what inertia is. Yeah. Right. So so this goes from. Sp- a very extreme speed to zero, how do you explain that? Well, this engineer broke it down the video. It said that could be explained because of the slowing of the aircraft in conjunction with the object that was viewed. So it gives the appearance of one object going fast when really the camera, it's on the aircraft is what's slowing down instead of the object being filmed going faster. And right, so, right. And, and there's something called a parallax view, and he broke that yeah. down. But you're mm-hmm. you're you're not going to be buying any of that. No, no. no. I have a great example. I've been thinking about this for, for since the last time I was on, because you asked me that same question, and I'll explain it to you. We're on a big ball called Earth. Mm-hmm. Earth has a North Pole and it has a South Pole, right? right. An electromagnetic field, right? And it spins at 14 miles a second. Mm-hmm. You don't fall down, do you? No, because okay. of, because of gravity. No. Uh-uh. It's because of the mass of the planet, not really gravity, but really the mass. So we are moving right along in its rotation with it. Correct. So, for example, if you're so, driving in a car down the highway and you throw a can out the window, right. that can is going at the same speed as your automobile, even though the can has no independent propulsion. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So what the deal is, okay, what the deal is, is that we don't fall down because the earth is spinning. No. Uh-uh. But it does have an electromagnetic field that protects us from everything. Meteorites, comets, asteroids, uh, radiation, uh, all this stuff. So all we need, all you really need is to think along the lines of how do I develop a ship, a craft, an airplane that has its own electromagnetic field and that it can pull higher Gs with. Now, they've already experimented with this, and it does work. If you put electromagnetic field in the front of the plane, it moves the air molecules away. And so the plane can actually go faster, achieve faster speeds with less friction because of the air. Now, and you say, who's, who's experimented with this? Oh, the Air Force. The Air Force and a couple of private companies out of Dugway. Dugway is a proving ground for experimental mm-hmm. aircraft. Okay. okay? Uh, and they have tried this on several scales. So now they're trying to get it into a fighter jet, okay? But when they click it on, it messes with the instruments. And so they're sitting there thinking, okay, the electromagnetic field messes with our instruments just like those UAPs are messing with our airplanes. So they must have an electromagnetic field. Remember, in one of the reports, the pilot said it actually um, turned off my radar, or jammed my radar, jammed right. my signaling, mm-hmm. which is an act of war. Well, yeah, because it's either reading your mind and thinking that you're going to go to battle or it's trying to confuse you so you can't go to battle. And that's exactly what some of these ships do. But because they're small doesn't mean they don't have an output of electromagnetic field mm-hmm. that keeps them in their, you know, everyone in their place. So they cut the bonds of mass and go straight to electromagnetic field. So if you have electromagnetic, if I have electromagnet in my hand, I can pick up, you know, small toy cars. Sure. Okay. So that's the whole idea. That electromagnetic field is what those planes, those airplanes shooting this photography, shooting this video are dealing with. And it's so powerful that it actually messes with their equipment. 
And that's why they couldn't quite get locked on. Okay. Well, uh, I, I've, I've talked to some friends at Boeing. I'm going to come back with sure. some stuff because i got some folks that are high, highly placed at Boeing. You I've had guess. these conversations with them. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lynch, <laughs> breaking down the UAP report. If you'd like to call, we've gotten several texts uh, about folks uh, interested in what's going on at Area 51. I'm sure that'll come oh, into yeah. the conversation before the evening's over. Yeah. Uh, 314-436-7900. Call or text Brad Young at your service on Camo X. Welcome back to At Your Service, Brad Young in this evening, talking to Dr. Michael Lynch. And uh, you've probably heard the name, Dr. Lynch, of uh, of Luis Elizondo. Oh, yeah. He is the former director of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Yeah, so big deal. And so uh, it, I, I look to him because he has at least the appearance of credibility, and he says... <laughs> He comes out and he says, I was fired because I tried oh, to bring things to yes. General Kelly and they wouldn't let me talk to him. No. Uh, but but he, even he doesn't talk about the kind of things that you talk about. Because he doesn't know. And he claims he was the guy he's in an, the know. He's an idiot. And he, he and you're saying. Let me just say. He, even though he Michael was in Schirmer, the Pentagon program, you're yeah. saying he didn't know what he's talking Michael about. Michael Schirmer, Chris French, you know, they're, they're, it's all done. Um, listen, Louis, you know. He gets paid. His retirement comes from the Pentagon, period, the end. He signed a, a non-disclosure agreement with the Pentagon, so he can't say anything. His hands are tied. His his mouth has been zippered shut. And if he says anything, it's just big bolstering, like, hey, we got something. We'll show it to you as soon as you give me hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then we'll do this. No, he's just another peddler uh, down the street. He has no concept, no idea. He is... He has buried or burned more information than he'll ever give out, hmm. you know, and that's and that's the truth. I mean, oh. that's just a fact. If you're in that, if you're in that circle, yes, you don't talk to the public. If you're out of that circle, then you can never get into that circle. You see what I'm saying? I understand. And it, I mean, this goes back a long way, where it was father son type situation. It was son grandson type situation, and you ha- had to do your four years. You had to go into something. Not special ops, but you had to do something in the military for them to trust you. And if once you get their trust, then you can do, then you can come in. We'll invite you in, but then you don't go home and tell your wife and kids. You don't go, I mean, you're like, you live a double life. And a lot of these guys walk away at, you know, 55, 60, 65 years old, retiring from this fringe service, not really in the government, not really out of the government, but this fringe advisory capacity with millions of dollars and they walk away and they just disappear. And sometimes they write a book. Sometimes they, they put out memos. Uh, then they just disappear. Well, Bob Lazar was in this. Yes. In this. He and was then, in the inner circle. And he was in the inner circle, yeah. right? At least according to him. Yes. Uh, now, I have some yeah. serious questions about Bob Lazar. <laughs> okay. But at least ostensibly, he was in that circle. Yes, he was. And then he was releasing lots of information about yes. Uh, taking yeah. so-called alien technology and converting mm-hmm. it into uh, uh, and funneling it into the uh, uh, U.S. industrial program. Right. The uh, U.S. Uh, the military industrial complex is very faceted. You're looking at a diamond with thousands of facets on it. So one guy makes the rivets, another guy makes the metal, another guy uh, puts it together. You know, makes the adhesive, the epoxy for the space shuttle or whatever. Th- these are facets to this whole whole chain of events. What he was in was a reverse engineering capacity. So he actually got around the, the, uh, the ships that he claims were from another planet, and he was dissecting them and things like that. Now, here's the point. 
The point being is that um, everything he said back in 86 is still true today. And we're finding this out as we go into space. As we, you know, it's not a coincidence that Bezos and um, Richard Branson, Richard Branson, and Elon, Elon Musk, Musk want to get into space. There's no, there's no chance of anything. Ten years ago, I said Elon Musk has said that he's going to retire on Mars, and I said if I can get to Mars and put up the first Federal Reserve on Mars, I will own Mars because <laughs> you'll have to come to me to get a loan to build your house on Mars. So it's Bezos, Branson, and well, uh, Musk. All trying to get to Mars. Why? Well, they must know something the average dude on the street doesn't know. Well, and, I, I, and I know I, what I it still is. Th- but I, well, I still think that uh, Jeff Bezos is a James Bond villain. Yeah, uh, because is, I think yeah. he meets he just that needs a cat. He needs but a he needs a, a white cat. cat. You know, That's right. White, he needs a white yeah, cat. Yes, Mr. Kind of, Bond. Exactly. I That's expect exactly. you to die. <laughs> exactly. Named Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but I've talked to some guys at Boeing, and well, first of all, before we move on from okay. Bob Lazar, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've looked at Bob Lazar's credentials, mm-hmm. and uh, everything that he said, uh, rather nothing that he said. In terms of where he went to school, what he studied, none of that stuff. There's right. no right. evidence or trace of well, anything that he said. You know how the machine works. <laughs> You're a lawyer. You impeach the witness before he testifies. You disgrace him in the press. You disgrace him in the business journal. You disgrace him on the radio. And then you go and testifies. And then whatever he says is, is nothing because you've already contaminated mm-hmm. whoever may be the jury. Well, that, that that does happen a lot. I will I will concede <laughs> okay. that to you. That's the machine, but man. But I would think at some point there would be some uh, no. uh, something to verify anything that Bob Lazar has said, other than his well, tales. Element one thirteen and element uh, one thirteen. And well, he said it was being manufactured here on the planet, and it was being manufactured and given to him for him to bombard with. Um, not electrons, probably photons or protons or something like that, to make it ignite. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a slow chamber, in a slow chamber photon experiment. And that video is out. Uh, ask George Knapp. George Knapp has that video. Uh, Bob Lazar took the video and smuggled it out. And, and okay, Bob Lazar also said— And we only got two minutes left. Uh, okay, okay. Bob Lazar said that one of the finds that he was working on, one of the sports model ships, was an archaeological find. Okay? So that means they dug it up someplace— on the planet, Majestic 12 did, or Sons of Aquarius did, and they drug it down to, to Area 50, S4. And the deal is, is that if that was a thousand years old, if that ship they dug out of the ground was a thousand years old, it was still 400 years ahead of us today. You now, see, Matt, before the show started, I told you we'd get ancient aliens in here somewhere, <laughs> and we just did it. I predicted it 45 minutes ago, okay. right? <laughs> I called it. I called it ancient aliens. Okay. Uh, but uh, but as far as the getting back to the actual UAP report, your right. analysis, if I could summarize, is mm-hmm. it's uh, intentionally vague, reveals nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, conceals everything that the Pentagon actually knows about yeah. UFOs. Because they're not going to keep it in the same room. And they're wanting just to budget it. So, like, say, like telling Congress or whatever, we need a hearing on this so we can get allocate funding for it. And that's really all it is so that they can do a real assessment going into the archives, talking to people, talking to pilots, doing all this stuff. See, that's one area where we actually do agree because mm-hmm. I do agree that the entire UAP report was a, was a, a snow job. Mm-hmm. But from mm-hmm. my perspective, it's to hide the technology that we've really developed, even though it doesn't involve the Pleiades, it doesn't involve the tall whites, right. but I'm, it I'm, involves technology we don't want to disclose to China and Russia because they're our near peer adversaries. But we can't build it in China because they'll steal it. They've stolen everything. (laughs) They do.
They they steal absolutely everything. Dr. Michael Lynch, the show goes so fast. I know. We've been in and here for 45 minutes, my friend. It's great to talk to you. Thank you very much. I will have you on again very soon. Brad Young, at your service. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this.